The experience of being human has many universal qualities that make it easier to learn together than apart. The purpose of Emotional Warrior Radio is to bring the learning processes one goes through in talk therapy out into the world so everyone has the opportunity for growth. Come and join us on this journey. Welcome everyone to the next round of Emotional Warrior Radio. I had a couple who have changed their names to Danny and Lorna for the purposes of this podcast come to me recently about a series of dramatic and emotionally difficult events that involved Danny's family and themselves. So we walked through these events over about two sessions and came to a better understanding of what each of them wanted to work on personally and how best to move forward with their relationships with his family. So in this session, I will be talking through a clear strategy for discussing your feelings with emotionally sensitive mothers as I start with Danny, and I will follow up at the end as well. Enjoy. Okay, welcome, Danny. I wanted to just catch everyone up first, and I'll also be doing a little bit of an intro about the history that we've discussed so far, but this is more of a situation here where we have a family that is your immediate family that you and your significant other have had a continuous stream of quite dysfunctional and troubling interactions with. And, you know, without getting into the details of those things right now, more specifically, like I said, I can do that some in the intro, but I think that what where we are in the conversation is a good place to pick up from because in some ways what it is that you're hoping to work on and what your partner's hoping to work on in relationship to how to manage and navigate um, dysfunction within, again, with not within your family, but within your, you know, immediate family. um, That is something that I think uh, a lot of people deal with. And, and again, it's, it's also, it's individual thing. It's a thing b- between you and your, your partner. And it's something between you and your family or your mother more specifically. So yeah. I want, I want to be able to talk to you a little bit more about, again, what you're imagining as far as um, after all of the upsetness, where you really are right now in in your relationship with your mother more specifically than anyone. I mean, uh, it's hard to say because, like, I don't think I'm ever really in a bad relationship with my mother because my mom loves her kids so much that it's like there's no way that she's going to, I don't know, like, she doesn't actively push away her kids. She does try to be a good mother. uh, And sometimes in that she has to do nothing or act like she's the one hurt so our kids come together and i think um for me it's pushed me away a bit because i've seen like oh my my mom is kind of takes on the child role sometimes Mm -hmm. rather than being the parent uh it's almost like um me and my brother that are fighting are the two adults in the situation and she's the child that's trying to fix everything. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, and the, 
Yeah, and, and the way she does that is through um, she's very emotional person, and she um, she she ends up being the excuse why like everything has to be solved. Like, and uh, I, I guess it doesn't make me like not love my mother anymore or, or more or less. It it did wake me up to, Oh, like I had a lot of problems in my childhood because my mom didn't really take care of me as good as she could have because her emotions were always in the way or, um, and as an adult, it's become frustrating because when we're having, when there needs to be an adult discussion having uh, being had, it turns into, well, it's all, it, this hurts me, so it needs to be ended instead of having the conversation. And it does push me away a bit, but like I, I still want to try with my mother. I, lo- I do love my mom. She's, she has definitely given me love and support throughout the years. So it's, it's hard to, to really say where like she falls for the uh, like where where I should keep her at a arm's length or should I bring her back? I don't know. It kind of flip flops by the way I'm feeling that day. Yeah, you know, I I think that to kind of reiterate or synthesize what you said, you know, there's something about what you understand when it comes to your mother and her level of emotional maturity is something like that. Of, you know, like you're saying, like a child, she is highly emotional, but she's an adult. So she has a lot of power and can want everyone to fix it like the little kid does. But, you know, then, but then the mom part comes in and now you're hurting me in that using guilt to bring everyone back together is a big theme here. And mm-hmm. in everything that she's gone through and, you know, sometimes these are all of, you know, often this is about the level of emotional intelligence that we're taught. You know, how to, uh, uh, nobody wants things to just implode and to be destructive. And so how do we cope with destructive negative feelings? Well, we use guilt and blame. You know, we use another set of negative feelings. So instead of anybody ever really stopping and seeing what's going on, which I think is, is kind of part of what, you know, you're already starting to understand. And a lot of people are starting to try to work on as it comes to their families, they're I think emotional intelligence levels are wanting to climb. People are really trying to find another way to cope other than just being sucked into these kinds of dramatic dynamics. Right. So there does need to be and and like you said, some amount of arm's length because, you know, I, I also want to mention is like where, you know, this is never about, you know, whether or not, you know, you're blaming your mother or you're trying to intentionally withdraw your love or do something to the bond. In fact, often this is so misunderstood that way by mothers who, who can't see past their own emotional fears. They see this as a threat, but actually it's an asking. It's usually an asking by an adult child to please try to understand my emotions, both good and bad about the situation and show me that you can handle that. You know, because you're part of some of it and they're part of some of it and I'm part of some of it. And I need you to be able to contain that. And, and that's what a mother can do um, if, they, if they don't feel like it's going to tear them apart, right? So you, you're mm. asking for actually a deeper bond, right? More of a maternal function from her and, and, and not trying to threaten or hurt her, but your feelings in and of themselves seeming to hurt her 
is something that again makes makes this very difficult because you're very much trained and seen you know, her emotional response being one of pain or one of distress. Anything that has mm-hmm. come to mind while I was talking that you want to add to that before I keep going? Anything that came to mind? Um, I mean, I, I guess about the only thing is, is uh, yeah, I, it just to kind of reaffirm everything like that. It's uh, like I get told by during this whole dramatic event that was going on, uh, I was being told by family members, like cousins and aunts and uncles that, you know, like they, they would continuously be like, well, you know, your mom, she, she can't handle things like, you know, you, you know, she's, she's just sensitive. Like she can't handle things like a lot of things. And like, I, and it's almost like my whole family excuses it because, well, that's just the way she is. And, like at some point you have to, like you, my mom is 60 years old at some point you have to be an, an adult and you have to be able to have these discussions rather than be like well my kids are fighting therefore i'm sad and having panic attacks and all the attention that's on the actual issue is now taken off the issue and put on to me mm-hmm. And, and these, you know, well, that's interesting. And maybe we can tie that together too with the panic attacks and what kinds of the level of, you know, emotional distress that's somatized or, you know, she's bringing through her body or she's creating anxiety um, with. So, but, you know, I, I think that that, that is, that, that starts to really put your back against the wall, puts any adult child's back against the wall is when the whole family just starts to push you and say, no, you can't, you just have to deal with it. You just have to suck it up. You just have to No, she can't, she can't. And so that just, that, that, wait a second, why, you know, that, I think that question begs to be answered when you're saying like you did, you know, you're a mature adult. Why not? Is there, is there something really off here. I mean, and sometimes I would, I would absolutely ask, you know, I know uh, a mother that is very difficult because she wasn't able to communicate or connect with her mom, but her mom has Parkinson's now. So that would be that that kind of discussion or, or trying to anticipate that she would ever be able to is moving for, I mean, is, is not on the table anymore, actually. So mm. th- then, then we have a set of feelings here that I actually want you to explore. And why I brought that up is what if, you know, there, there is this set of circumstances emotionally for her that she's not going to be able to handle being able to talk to you in the way that you want to be able to discuss some things with her. Have you anticipated what that might mean for you? I I have thought about it quite a bit. Um, uh, the only thing that kind of saves like my me from spir- uh, spiraling out about it is uh, my mom. More than anything, uh, just tries to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. And so, like when we have a discussion, it can turn into a fight. But by the end of it, it normally it ends on a fairly good note it there's normally an implosion and then like or an explosion and then like i have to cater to my mom's needs a little bit and then finally by the end of it it there's kind of an understanding mm-hmm. uh, i'm familiar I, with it, this <laughs> yeah yeah it's almost exactly how everything goes just on it like how everything has always gone gone with my mother just on a smaller scale just in a, a one conversation scale 
So like, I, I know that at some point, like I'd be able to reach through to my mother. It's, it's just that I, I don't know if she'll fully understand it. Like, um, but there have been times where she's shown me or told me that she has sorrow for the fact that she didn't provide more to her kids when my dad had died, because she know that she knew that she fell into a depression and wasn't able to take care of us. And my sister basically raised me when I was a kid mm-hmm. after my dad had died. And like, so she, she has said sorry about that and apologized. So like, there's a, there's a level of understanding but it's not quite to the extent that it, it should be. Yeah. I mean, and maybe it, it does. And, and that's very meaningful to, to recognize her own pain and you empathize with that, but then accept, you know, um, that, you know, that she was human and, and that was, that wasn't something that she, she wished that, that there was another way that that could have happened for her, but can say, Hey, I, I see this now. And, and a, and I, I think that that is asking you to understand something about her. And that's what we can have in adult relationships with our parents. However, it goes, but it's okay to go beyond that. Sometimes we go, okay, we did the big thing. We said we were sorry for something that we made a mistake about when we were parents, because I'm a parent myself and, you know, but then it's time to kind of catch up. We we're still, we still, this is uh, having children. And as they grow, you know, hold you accountable is 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 part of the growth process as a parent children uh, whether they're young or older can help you understand you know things about yourself that still need work and development so i think that that's kind of again this more of a growth mentality that you and your partner are trying to pursue and your mom might need help and understanding i think when you're discussing this with her um that you recognize what she has given you know, as far as emotionally and support and, you know, even apologize for, but this isn't, this doesn't discount that, right? Mm. You acknowledge that this adds to it because, you know, it's only natural that we continue to somewhat struggle. I mean, that's how we grow. Relationships don't stay perfect. That's unreasonable. So I, I think that, you know, and this is where you know, I'm hoping that in some ways, because I understand that, you know, you want to talk to her about what it is that you're feeling. And I, I want to kind of go into that as far as this last grievance is concerned when there is, I think looking at it a little bit more as, you know, episodal, meaning that there is a situation amongst her children and one of their partners that is tumultuous, is destructive, and you're having to pull away. And in both of you create pretty strong boundaries in order to not be sucked into that again and again. So I'm wondering too now, what is it that you would you know want to discuss with her? Because still things do center around her or do they, right? Yeah, I, I, I think that's, I kind of, I kind of want to talk to her about basically that her actions during that entire time uh, only further hurt us. Because uh, instead of resolving the issue, if or whatever the issue was, it wasn't truly resolved. Because she she was the one who ended like it, it turned into her issue rather than our issue. Like, um, tell me the tell me more about that because I didn't I don't fully understand how she how her actions during that time. What were her actions more specifically? Uh, 
I mean, she broke down crying, uh, panic attacks. And like, I, I know that you can't really control panic attacks. Like I, I understand that that just happens, but like it, it turned into, uh, my siblings telling me and my, my family telling me that I had to basically drop the entire thing because it's affecting my mother. Uh, and the whole situation had to be resolved because of the, of how it was affecting my mother. But now don't worry about how it affected me or my wife. Uh, and it was no longer, Hey, this person did something really shitty and we need to resolve this. It was, Hey, mom is hurting and we need to resolve this. And the, resolving it is going to look like I'm sorry I'm sorry and I walk away like there's no real big revelation at the end of it there's no actual apology there's no no one really understand like the transgressors the transgressors never end, end up really coming to the conclusion that they did anything wrong and because at the end of the day instead of it's being focused on the problem, it got focused on my mother. Right. And I, now talking about it, I don't know if it's fully my mother's fault. It's also just my family's fault. Well, that's good that, you know, that's, I guess that's good too, that you recognize um, that your family says that you have to do this because she's doing this. And knowing that I think your relationship with your mother, as far as feeling guilty and maybe taking her, you know, too, I, we've talked, if maybe you identify with some of these types of, you know, breaking down and panic attacks, I don't know if you also experience something like that. Uh, I've had, I've had a couple throughout my life, um, only like one or two before the, this whole thing happened. But while this was happening, I was having panic and panic attacks quite often for a week, like, uh, I felt like I was losing my family. So like, which is something I always relied on. And like, I, I internally, I was just, uh, I felt like I was dying. Mm -hmm. I was yeah. on the couch and I couldn't stop shaking and, uh, I couldn't stop crying and hyperventilating. And that, that happened for all, all like an entire week until finally, uh, thought we were going to have an end to it and then it didn't really get ended and um, mm -hmm. I guess I kind of compartmentalized afterwards and uh, I haven't really had much since. Yeah I mean to, to kind of point out I think too the parallel and the experience between you and your mother when something like possibly losing your family I mean, that idea and the consequence, I mean, obviously the circumstances uh, and the consequence that came from the circumstances emotionally, right. Is that, is that both of you had very similar emotional experiences. <laughs> hey. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and I, and I think that's important for you to recognize is that because before this, you didn't really have that often, which I think she said to you sounds like, you know, whenever yeah. anything gets difficult, you know, so I'm wondering if, do you recognize that now as, do you see this as something that possibly, you know, you're a container for now, remember, we're talking about a, a family that has a lot of dysfunction because of all the things that have happened to it, not to blame, but to say, okay, what is your role and how, 
I mean, especially the youngest boy, how is he emotionally connected to his mother? You know, and when we see these parallel experiences and, and this kind of, this kind of mirroring, I wonder, because there's oftentimes aspects of your mind that are directly imprinted from the past that experiences from witnessing her, seeing her taking on the emotional responsibility for her. Right. And being that one that was left to do that because he, possibly even still, I mean, whatever the motivation is, she felt that you were available for that, you know, or that you felt available to help out in that way because mm. their brothers were doing other things, but a, a child that is, you know, able to, you know, really sympathize, not empathize, but sympathize with mother and really get uh, close to being able to handle all those feelings. And even again, mirror some of those feelings because of how powerful she emotes is something that you've learned. It sounds like, and we're okay with, mm -hmm. you know, having, you know, having as a responsibility to a mother like this. And sometimes that's the, like, I call this like the invisible glue that you might be one of the people in the family that are just supposed to, you know, contain it all, suck it up, keep it together, be composed, you know, but it's invisible. It's not recognized. It's something that you're doing for the family, for mom without, you know, obvious acknowledgement. Anything come in mind when I say all that? Cause now that's more unconscious than something that you're going to just talk about. Uh, I, I would say, I guess I, I, I don't really know. Um, I, I would say that I, I've always felt like I was, I was, I've always been more emotional than the majority of my family. Um, mm -hmm. I Sounds like it. Express, yeah. I've always expressed my emotions a lot more. Um, yeah. And at growing up, I had to uh, kind of uh, suppress that side of me because uh, mm -hmm my my family or mainly my brothers kind of were like hey not they didn't say it so nicely or anything but you know they hey you're kind of a wuss like uh <laughs> need to, to stop being this way but like I, I do know that my mom has always come to both me and uh my sister for a lot of the emotional uh stuff right there you go uh, mm-hmm that um, my mom would, when my mom was feeling overwhelmed and needed to talk to someone, it was always me or my sister. Uh, and like would tell me when they were struggling financially or like when she was extremely depressed or anxiety ridden, which was almost all the time. And I, like I, and it, it definitely falls onto me and my sister's shoulders to kind of cater to that. Uh, I would say my sister a lot more nowadays, mm -hmm. especially since they live so near near one another. Um, but there was a couple of years where I, I worked at the same place my mother did. And uh, those years, I was constantly uh, kind of in in contact with like, I, I knew exactly what was going on with my mom at every point during the time, because she would always tell me everything that was going on. Uh, and like, I, I, I am someone that likes to talk to people about their problems, but I never really liked talking about mine. 
so like uh, I maybe to that effect, uh, I might be like the emotional glue there. I, I'm not really sure. Yeah, no, I, I think that you're, I think you're spot on. And, and that's kind of how this works is that as we, we start to explore the, again, the parallel or what's being enacted unconsciously, right. That we can see that, oh, wow, this kind of, this clicks with this part of my personality, this listener without asking for anything in the emotional space, because now you're describing, you know, a situation with mom at work where, you know, you knew what was going on all the time. You knew what was going on in her head, what was going on in her, you know, the problems she was having. And all of a sudden I just, I feel you vanish and her enter. So she's filling your, you know, even psychological space. I'm, I'm not seeing you present. I'm seeing you as there for that function. Um, and then where do you go? So, you know, that's, that, that is something I think can have some amount of like, okay, well, I am here for her. I say her baby, I say her, you know, somebody she can emotionally lean on. I, um, and, and she is my emotional representative. Like she's somebody that I've learned about emotions from and, and listening and listening. So I, I think too, it's, it's going to be so important for you. I mean, and I think you probably have to a certain extent We're we're regressing as you talk into a space that's probably not dominant for you anymore, but it's still a part of you that needs more understanding. That's why we look back is to be able to kind of connect the dots and go, what, what was that about? You know, and what were these anxiety attacks about? What were these, th this thing about? And and so we can say, oh, wow, in the future, aha, if this comes up again, I see this is more about how I react to mom when she gets into these modes and how I can go right back into kind of organizing myself as somebody that is in service of her instead of somebody that's really representing my authentic needs, what I want. And, and, and being more of an equal and seeing her as a separate person. Yeah, you're shaking your head. Yeah, uh, I I definitely can. I definitely see. All right, I think I see where you're going with that one. Uh, because mm -hmm. I when it comes to family, uh, especially my like my family, and I can. It's funny because I like with um, Lorna's family, I I can see. Oh, it's like oh, that person's acting crazy. Oh, that that person's like. Well, they're they're just selfish and everything like that. But I kind of have blinders on when it comes to my family, and <laughs> I we tend to uh, we tend to elevate people's uh, certain people's emotions over one another beca uh, because like you can handle it or they can't or whatever the case may be. But uh, I definitely I definitely feel as if. Uh, I tend to kind of push my feelings aside mm -hmm. when it comes to parts of my family, because that's, I mean, that's just what you do. That's how you, yeah. And you know what, it's to a certain extent, I mean, we don't want to get, you know, going about every single little thing. Right. But yeah. these were pretty major issues and they violated, I think a lot of, the trust or, you know, because when you do this, it's a bit of a dangerous game, especially as adults, as children, you know, I think the emotional exchange, as long as everyone can kind of get along though, I think that there was bullying with your oldest brother and things like that. I mean, we're not your oldest, but the middle brother, you know, there is, 
there is this go along to get along to survive and get through because there's so much going on uh, with with so many kiddos. But I also think that this doesn't work in adulthood. And if you keep this mm. type of emotional responsibility is going to stay the same as it was when I was a kid, then you've got a lot of, of hurt that starts to accumulate because people are now making big adult decisions who they're going to have as a, as a partner and what that partner is going to be like and what, you know, and mom's aging and this is happening over here. And that person isn't doing well over here with their man money or the business. So, I mean, adult life can't No, you need to be able to handle your own emotions. This <laughs> is We can't, mm -hmm. we can't keep doing the emotional handling swap. This isn't, this isn't going to work. You're, you know, this is where I think you finally sounds like you recognized how dangerous of a game this was as, you know, you're over sympathizing, you know, with mom feeling everything come through you and breaking down. That's most likely not going to be okay after you've experienced something like that once, meaning that's trauma. And, and I, th I think what needs to be reevaluated is how, how do you want to handle your feelings and let other people handle theirs, right? And what is, how do you see yourself acting differently or what you want out of the situation for you? Uh, what I want out of the situation is, and it's something that I, I pretty much, I went into therapy right after um, this whole thing went down was, uh, and the first thing I talked to my therapist about was emotional intelligence. Um, I wanted to be able, I, I, at first I was like, I want to be able to control my emotions, but like, I, I know that that's not really how it works. Um, it's, I want to be able to identify my emotions and be able for them to come out properly rather than explode all at once. Um, and unfortunately that that's kind of how my family has always operated is build up of emotion and then explode it all at once. Yeah. And then, it's fine, it's done, and it's over. And I, I would rather be able to identify and squash it right then and there rather than continuously letting it build up. And I, I have progressed in this uh, quite a bit, but probably not to the level that I should be. Uh, I, well, and yeah, I, I mean, I, this I, is a journey, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a, a lifelong dirty. We, we develop it over time, but I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And, and what it is that you want to be able to accomplish now. And I think that with a, just a little bit more insight, you're going to be able to, to at least prepare. So part of what it is, especially when you're talking um, to your parents or your, your mom, or you're, you're, you're going to want to prepare yourself for something that you've repeated a couple of times. And I want to, I want to bring this up now, you know, a pattern. So emotional intelligence to me is, is not only about my own emotions and identifying them. It's also about identifying patterns in other people's emotional expressions and using that almost like data or information. Like if, if I see that, then you said the suppression, buildup, explosion, and then, you know what, and then let's go back to your, and then maybe like uh, doing this, uh, everybody needs to handle their emotions in a suppressed way again. And so everybody will be okay. So get back to suppression, um, have that amnesic mm. moment, right. Where you just want to be done with it. But 
I think you are, you've established that if you talk to your mom, the same pattern exists, but smaller, more, a little, probably a little more intense, right? Cause it's just you and mom, but you'll mm. want to talk about your feelings. She'll want you to suppress them. You won't. And so the explosion happens and then she'll hear you out probably a little bit more and then try to get to a place where she shows that she does hear you and understand you. Mm-hmm. Right. That was like, it, that it kind of gets back to good somehow, but it gets back to good because, because it's one-on-one, I think there is this opportunity for a mom who struggles with the things that she is to be a little vulnerable and show, I get it, but don't hold me completely responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't yeah. make me tell your siblings, I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely do feel uh, as if sometimes like when me and Lorna bring something up to my mother, my mother just tends to, I mean, after everything blows up and we finally get to a point of somewhat understanding, I I do think that my mother is more saying I understand because I want to keep peace rather than I truly understand. Oh, okay. You don't think that she, she doesn't say anything that indicates that she heard you, it calms you down. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I mean, at the end, it's like, well, at least we got to a nice interaction at the end. And I, I like, and I have seen my mother try to do some of the things that we've talked about, but uh, like, uh, there's some things that I don't think my mom is capable of quite grasping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that, uh, like, I, I don't know how well she'll take me talking about being like, well, I, your emotions kind of like took over the entire, entire argument. Like, I don't know how she's going to respond to that because I don't know if she's going to be able to really understand it. And this mm-hmm. is something that I really do. I want to, to have a conversation with her about because like, I don't, I don't want to feel distance from her. Mm-hmm. I, I want actual understanding from her. And I don't know if, if I get examples of such behavior, like, I don't know how well that would work. Like, I, I guess I don't know how to approach that. Yeah. Uh, I think so. Just to kind of clarify, it sounds like she attempts to soothe at the end and try to bring things back down. And, and that's the best way, regardless of if it was an yeah, effective, like, yeah. ah, I get you. Um, so that's good to understand. But she, but again, I think it's an approach you know, I, th- I think of this, this is what's so interesting about communication is that we start with an, a conflict. We start with something that we don't like about the situation, which is how her feelings were the reason why this ended up the way it did in some ways in your mind. I mean, though, I, I think there are other elements to that that's come in, but the way that she, you know, that she went about just losing it instead of you know, containing any of her feelings so she could be present for more of a resolution or being part of what was going on. So that was very disconnected of her. And I think that you're trying to say, you know, that was not helpful to me. And um, so I think that that's the conflict. But what happens with, with somebody like that, if you come into the conversation that way, they will feel, even though you're, you're saying, I have a need, don't <laughs> empathize with me. Um, they're not going to feel it that way. So I, I also feel like the, the approach is almost to say what you did all the way through and start backwards. 
you know, really when you approach somebody that is so sensitive, you know, it's great to start with an intentional, I don't like the distance I'm feeling with you right now. I want to feel closer to you. And I need to be able to talk to you though, in order to feel, you know, some amount of resolve around this, because this really means something to me. There was a lot here for me that I experienced too. And, and then the next thing is to also start with I statements where you're going, I actually experienced a lot of things that you did, like we're finding, like exactly like you did. I started to really panic and do things that you were doing. You know, I was feeling just as upset and she can identify with that most likely and start to kind of come into her feelings without feeling threatened. Right. And then mm. but mom, what this family is just so all over the place with feelings. <laughs> you know, what can, can we at least, you know, talk about what yeah, I see. This is the thing is that I think your family and your relationship with your mother are actually two different things, even though they would like for that to just be one symbiotic, you know, like large meta thing. It's not. And I wonder if you can't have, you can't get a little bit more tuned into this is our relationship I'm talking about. And we, we share this and I'd like to be able to, you know, do you see what I'm saying? Like coming into that space, does that sound like, and that could be a huge paradigm shift for a person or people that are so enmeshed. They're seeing each other as all like functions of the big thing, you know, uh, or of the, the family monster, you know, mom though actually is. And when you really do want to work with somebody or build that bond, then I think that this is when you start to try to create that idea in her mind, in your mind, in your mind too. And I'm wondering if, if that sounds foreign or if that sounds like something, what are you thinking with that? Uh, I, I, I think more than ever, I'm starting to see the distinction between personal relationships with my family and my entire family, mm -hmm. uh, like, I guess, relationship. Um, because ever since this whole thing went down, there have been, like, people that I go to just just to have a personal relationship with instead of waiting for an entire family get-together and talking to everybody all at the same time like uh, i've started to pursue more one one thing like a uh, one route and i do feel like i could separate the two pretty easily currently yeah um, great yeah. on an emotional scale mm -hmm. uh it's still pretty hard for me because i grew up in mm -hmm. the entire area it was all my family so like i do tend to get wrapped up in everyone's emotions sometimes uh, and I tend to uh, take basically whatever my family's saying. I, I've, some, I've gotten better about it, but I, it, I do tend to take a lot of it to heart and, uh, and kind of feeling like I need to be able to do something about this when really I don't. Like, I don't need to be in the middle of this fight that doesn't contain me. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I think that I, I should be able to make those decisions uh, a yeah. lot more. And I, I, I think going forward, at, and ever since you, you pointed it out, I, I, I think I'll be a lot more uh, cognizant of it. 
Right. I, I, that's exactly why the family dynamic, it, it's, it's kind of like, and, and not to liken family dynamics to trauma, but there is a dynamic within it that causes what we like a regression, right? So you walk into the, the family event and getting wrapped up in everyone's emotions is not something that is just going to be so easy for you. It's almost like PTSD. It's, it's like, I'm having a flashback. I'm regressed. I'm already, I'm all of a sudden in the role. And I didn't, I was driving here alone and totally functioning separate. And now I'm in it. So it can actually, I mean, this is no joke. And people think that, oh yeah, you know, I can just go and be better sort of like if you really plan, if you like really have a great plan and you have an exit plan even, and you make sure you drink nothing, you you can definitely just, you know, you, I think you can stay out of this regressive mode more so, but I don't know if you're gonna have a good time. And I don't know, you're gonna be able to connect. You're just going to be like on guard the whole time in some ways. So so this is the thing is that I, I think that though, if getting wrapped up, so when families kind of cross over the line though, as adults, and now too much, too much is being asked to be swept under the rug or under the bridge. And we got years of, of adult destructive behavior. Then we're like, wait a second, I can't get wrapped up in everybody's emotions anymore. This isn't innocent stuff. I mean, whatever. I mean, this isn't just unconscious dysfunction. This is something real for me that I, I, you know, if I know that that's the role I played, I really need to be more aware of the, you know, what I'm not going to go to the horror movie if I have a really vivid imagination and can't sleep for a week. Right. So you gotta, you gotta take, that's my quick, quick metaphor is like, you have to take some initiative to think about yourself, to, to self-parent, to, to put your, your emotional health as priority, your, you know, in your, your partnership too, with your wife, you know, and what that does, you know, to the, to the relationship a week after or whatever. So it's either a planning and, and a really, you know, uh, like a lot of awareness around what you're going to be doing there and staying centered, or it's really seeing this for what it is and having relationships with your family members individually, which takes more effort. Mm. You know, I, I think overall, it just takes more effort. It's, it really shows whether or not, you know, would you be friends with these people? You know, I mean, and do you want to continue to develop your relationship? I think every family positive and negative have to wonder about that when they get older, you know, am I going if, or am I just going to be this person when it's convenient, you know, at family get togethers, or am I actually initiating conversations with them or giving them a call or checking in or sending them a message or whatever, you know, whatever level of contact seems, you know, good for you and them. But do you see what I'm trying to say here when that effort really is more about developing a more mature relationship that's not in this family dysfunction and these types of emotional roles you're playing for each other. The only time you can develop that is if you develop a personal relationship with them. Right? Because they all experience what you're experiencing. Yeah. Uh, Meaning get wrapped up in whatever role that is. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think even with the example of our big, big fallout, whatever you want to call it. Like, and there was multiple people wrapped up in it. And I, I definitely kind of felt like my family should have came to the defense and maybe, maybe I shouldn't have, (laughs) like, maybe, maybe, maybe 
I should should have tried to keep it more between me and my brother rather than it becoming more part of the family. And uh, yeah, I, I guess maybe I need to add that into the conversation now too. Is uh, mm-hmm. there's definitely more to it than I I think I I may have added a little bit more fuel to the fire when all, all of this went down. Uh, that that's insight. And, that's really that's really important to to be able to self reflect and notice something about about yourself. That that's that is emotional intelligence without falling apart, taking emotional responsibility for an aspect of the. I mean, basically, you but have empathy for yourself in that way that you learned to bring everyone in because that's the way you've all, everybody's always done it. So I, th- I think that you're recognizing that, yes, you will do it that way too. And that's part of what it is that you want to change about how you approach this family now and yeah. in your place. Uh, in yeah, uh, definitely. And I, I know, I know it will be a lot more work, but I also know that I don't want to give up on my family. So yeah. I'm, I'm willing to put in some more of that work if that's what I need to do. Uh, I, I guess I never really fully uh, thought about how my family dynamic has impacted me and how I deal with things as much as uh, I have more recently. And mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, that, I think there's some things I need to ball over a little bit more. Yes, good. Excellent. And I think, you know, and you can do that in therapy. You can, you can write these things down. And I really think that also, it's like, you know, hey, of course we are in some ways mirroring these things. And, and once we start to figure them out, our ability to, again, show up for ourselves and then show up for our partner and our other relationships, it just starts to click in so much more of a centered way. And it's not the emotional control, but it's keeping, I call it keeping your hands on the steering wheel instead of every time something, you know, in this scenario that you're coming from. There was a lot that you were having to adapt to at all times. And that's not knowing oneself. That's staying pretty much open to whatever's coming at you. <laughs> so now you're knowing yourself and you can stay with your hands on the wheel so you can enjoy your relationships and, and show up for them. And there, there's a lot to be said for this is part of, I think, the human experience and what it is that makes life fulfilling. So I'm glad that you're willing you know, to continue. Um, and I would definitely say again, remember how we were talking about if a conversation with mom starts from the end and goes to the conflict uh, at the beginning, you know, reverse that sequence of thought, you're most likely going to, I think be more successful though I do feel that if you anticipate there might be that explosion moment and you're not gonna let it blow you, blow your hands off the wheel, so to speak, of your own emotional, you know, state, then you're like, okay, well, we're kind of getting in that space that feels pretty difficult. Maybe just talk to it and name it, um, but then ride it out and see if you can't keep, you know, maybe it was a pothole, but you keep driving down the road. So, you know, and, 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 and you can have more than one relation, more, more than one conversation. Just also know that sometimes these relationships are so, um, uh, so ingrained in a certain way of talking to one another that it's difficult to get it done in one time. So stay open to having more than one, one, a conversation for sure. So, and, and so that will be it. How are you feeling about that? Does that sound good? Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Actually. Okay. Thank you. Absolutely. And thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to talk to your partner next week as well. 
All right. So Danny was able to harness some of the most valuable aspects of talk therapy. First, we use the exercise of looking back, not just to recount events, but make deeper meaning of the situation at hand, as well as understand the dynamic between him and his mother much better, which helped him to broaden his perspective and create a space in his own mind for objectivity. So we could then proceed to gaining insight into how his own emotional patterns in terms of engagement with his family are linked to the way they used him all his life, as well as him mimicking them on occasion. And finally, there was clearer sense of self that emerged when he accepted what he must work on within himself to get to a place of confidence. And so he could have a more impactful conversation with his mother. So next week, I will be in session with Lorna to work on how to manage her ruminating thoughts about these events and the pressures projected onto her by his family. Hope to see you there.